This episode of Fight Story has been brought to you by Absolute Nature CBD. For the best 100% natural CBD oil and CBD oil products, go to www.absolutenaturecbd.com. Type in the promo code GOONSQUAD. Get yourself a little sweet 20% discount. Welcome to another episode of Fight Stories. This is John Moses. All right, we got a good episode for you guys, man. This is a uh, this is a real sleeper for me personally. I gotta say, when Tyler first told me about this episode, you know, first of all, I always I always get a little jealous when this guy records one without me. I'm like, dude, why don't you slow down? You know, what do you got to run around getting all these goddamn episodes without me for? <laughs> but if if we didn't do this, these seasons would never get finished. So he goes out and he picks off this episode in like Waterloo or I don't know where the hell he's at, you know, Kitchener, who knows. Then he gets Dylan Green. Dylan Green, this is a wild card episode. Dylan Green's a bad boy. Did a little Muay Thai, did a little jiu-jitsu, troubled youth, you know, a real recipe for disaster. So he gets into uh, a shit ton of street fights, but um, has some real interesting um ideas on sort of like fight psychology you know like he approached things in a in a way that i have i have yet to hear of or think about so it was uh i, I really enjoyed it and then you know he's got a little bit of a redemption story going too he's not just a uh he's not just a sack of shit he has uh turned it around and now he's working worth uh working worth he's working with at-risk youth you know trying to uh trying to make sure these guys never end up as a as a guest on an episode of Fight Stories, I guess. <laughs> Before we get into the episode, we got a little bit of uh, we got a little business to discuss. First of all, I want to uh, big shout out to all the fans, and uh, we did we pulled out the the stats from where our, uh, our where our downloads are coming, and you know, United States and Canada is number one and two, but uh, we got we got. You know, 500 downloads over there in the United Kingdom. So, uh, shout out to our, uh, shout out to the goon squad across the pond. We would love to come to England and Scotland and Ireland and rack up a couple of episodes there. Listen, share some episodes out there, you limey pricks, because, uh, we'll shoot out there. We, I would love to do a couple of episodes on, uh, on the, um, the hooligans, you soccer hooligans. I know you guys throw down. Like, it ain't shit out there. I guess that's what happens when you're not running around hiding behind a, a pistola, right? And then we got a bunch of people in Australia doing downloads and some in Sweden. And then we got India and Japan. India, 34 downloads. Japan, 33 downloads. I mean, that's a pretty bad number <laughs> considering there's a billion people in India. But uh, Switzerland, 26. Bangladesh, 22. Bangladesh, you get a thousand downloads, we will come and do a goddamn episode in Bangladesh and speak Bangladi. We will get a goddamn Bangladi interpreter. Um, and then Germany and Ireland. Look, look, I can't believe it. Of all the countries on this list, there's nothing in Scotland. Goddamn, we, we got two downloads in Kuwait. We don't got no downloads in fucking Scotland. Jesus Christ. Oh, I guess that's a part of the United Kingdom. Listen, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a goddamn geographer, right? Um, 
but shout out to the uh, to the fight stories listeners internationally. Um, uh, secondly, I just want to give you guys a progress report on my daughter's taekwondo. I she's she's enjoying that. Mary is enjoying taekwondo, but I have taken her aside, and you know I'm trying to give her the fast track. I'm trying to give her a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of street fight knowledge, and I was telling her that you know if you ever if a guy ever gets a hold of you and you're feeling threatened and you you gouge his eye out you just stick your thumb in his eye you know and i try and reinforce that like once a week so she learns the lesson anyway about a week ago she uh she woke me up gouging me in the eye i mean how do you get mad at that right (laughs) okay live fight stories episode as a part of the new york comedy festival is november 10th sunday november 10th 7 p.m old man hustle in brooklyn we don't know who the guest is yet. We've got a couple potentials. But um, what we want to do is encourage you guys in the tri-state area to come out for this live one. You know, throw your names in a hat. Get a chance to tell your fight story live. If we get enough people, if we get enough fight stories fans and we get enough fight stories stories, then maybe we don't have to have a guest at all. Maybe we'll just... Uh, Maybe we'll just run it just like that. So check that out. Fight Stories, part of New York Comedy Festival. Uh, The St. Louis show that we were going to do as a live show is now an in-studio show with Cam Jansen and Darren Kimball. You know, there was just some stuff going on with the venue, and it wasn't even, you know, all their fault. We just couldn't get our ducks in a row in time to to make it happen and, uh, you know, ultimately decided to pull the plug on it because... We wanted to make sure that we got a great episode for you guys. So that said, you know, we went from, you know, having 100 seats to a very limited number of possible seats, like however many people you can fit in a studio. These guys got access to great studios because they both work with the blues or whatever, but we can probably get like five to 10 people in. So message us if you're in the St. Louis area and you want to come sit in on this. Um, And then, of course... We are always in need of support. So if you want to support and you want a Fight Story shirt, hit us up. And uh, we'll get that out to you. We also got the dope hoodies. And, uh, you know, Patreon. If you if you really want if you're really feeling generous, you know. You had an uncle in Africa who kicked the bucket and left you a fortune. Throw us a couple of bucks on Patreon. We'll love you forever. All right. Here's this episode. Dylan Green. Hey, you're listening to another episode of Fight Stories. We're back, and it's season two, and we've been going around catching all the glory hounds on their best day. It's Tyler Morrison. My co-host, John Moses, isn't with us, so the Sunshine Boys are temporarily separated. But I got a couple beauties in the studio with, with me right now. I got our buddy Jake Leland, who's a friend of the podcast. He's been around the way, and uh, we also uh, we have a special guest for you today. Before we get into that, though, we just want to uh, thank everyone who's been supporting the uh, podcast in season one. Uh, it's been a big success for us and we're really excited to bring you some more awesome stories from season two um you know what it's not always fun and games with the sunshine boys at fight stories sometimes we like to take it back to the street you know we have these hockey fighters and we have uh, you know the mma guys the the professional scrappers uh and and it's always uh, fun to hear those uh stories because they're uh, you know what 
sometimes we like to get a little nitty gritty and uh, take it back to the old school, uh, you know, uh, no holds barred type shit. And, and today, um, the w- the way this one came about was interesting because everywhere we go, we so, you know we'll do a podcast with uh, with someone and they're like, oh yeah, you got to get this guy on. So it's like every guest that we have unlocks another door to another you know potential guest and. Uh, it's no different with this one. We had uh, our buddy Nathan Texera. Uh, he was on season one, episode five, the lightweight bouncer. And like he's a, Nathan's a very unassuming little guy, and uh, and he was a bouncer. So he's kind of telling us about how to survive as a bouncer, and it was a fun episode. But uh, I get a message out of the blue, and I get we get lots of messages. And keep messaging us if you want to do the show. We want to hear your story, and if it's good, if we think you know this this sounds legit, you know we'll have you on. It's not you know there's no real process to this, but uh, our, our guest coming up he messaged me on facebook and i'm reading the thing and i'm like oh shit this is gonna be a fucking good one he goes just ask nathan texera he can vouch so i messaged nathan texera i'm like have you heard of this cat before do you know this guy and he goes oh fuck i'm like that's all i need to know (laughs) so i sent your uh email to john moses and uh moses you know we we both got kids and we're busy we're juggling things and i knew like when he got back he's like yeah if you can get him whatever like he was like very casual about it I was like, I don't think he read the fucking email, the message, right? I'm like, John, did you just skim the message and not actually read it? Because I think you need to go back and actually read what I sent you. And so John read the message that our guest sent me, and he comes back. He goes, oh, fuck, get him on. <laughs> and so right then I was like, yeah, we this is going to be good. So uh, without further ado, uh, welcome our guest, Dylan Green. Uh, he's here in the studio, and, uh, yeah, we're really happy to have you here, man. We're yeah, really- thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here, especially after uh, you guys having Colton Nora on here and all those guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what got me into fighting, man. Is uh, is watching hockey fights when I was younger. Like uh, they were saying on that one episode, uh, the Rock'em Sock'ems. Yeah. I got those every single Christmas. My dad bought me for them, and I was like six years old, seven years old. I watched hockey for the fights. Yeah, this is the quintessential Canadian <laughs> starting point for, I think, anyone, uh, you know, that grew up in, in those homes, you know, like the blue-collar, rough-and-tumble towns and, and cities in, in this country. And, uh, yeah, Don Cherry definitely... You know, laid the, the the groundwork for you know every year you get that for Christmas and it'll oh, pump fine. you up. So oh, that's so cool. And then and then to you know kind of knowing a little bit about what's coming up, it's interesting that that you know kind of sparked it for you. Did you play hockey or were you just a big fan? Uh, no, my parents couldn't afford uh, the equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. I played soccer and uh, I got in too many fights in soccer. So put me in <laughs> boxing. <laughs> a few, so, few red cards. Yeah, like, I'm talking gloves. like nine, ten years old, like getting into fights in Ancaster <laughs> soccer tournaments. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my mom put me in boxing at eleven, uh, and then uh, that lasted just a little bit, and then I started doing Muay Thai when I was fourteen. But um, yeah, my Muay Thai was more for street fighting at the time, and that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, that. yeah. And off, <laughs> off, Mike. You were telling us uh, when you got into Muay Thai. Um, you had a trainer that was uh, influential in what you were doing, right? Yeah, he, he uh, is, he's a great guy. He's an amazing guy. Um, he runs Mass in uh, Cambridge. Um, I got in there when it was kind of starting out. And, uh, you know, like, Chris was a hard ass. Like, uh, you know, he didn't mess around. And uh, he did teach us the culture of Muay Thai and uh, how to be respectful and stuff. But he also taught us if someone's messing with you on the streets, it's not 
you know, turn around and walk away, you'd thump him in the mouth. This, <laughs> this wasn't some Mr. Miyagi shit. This no. was Cobra Kai, right? Like, come to life. This guy's yeah. <laughs> strike first strike, hard no mercy. Oh, yeah. And and that's Chris came from the underground fight scene in Muay Thai because it was illegal in Ontario until just recently. Actually, we had to do kickboxing even when I was doing Muay Thai. Um, Muay Thai was, uh, was actually illegal. So we had to do kickboxing fights where we could only clinch for five seconds. And that's our main move is clinching. So yeah, yeah. I was beating up like black belts in Taekwondo and kickboxing fights when I couldn't even use my best my best moves and uh you know that was fun i loved the gym but like what people didn't understand was like i would go so like i was known as a badass in high school but i don't know and when you guys were in high school the badasses you know they smoked weed they smoked cigarettes yeah like they i was going to the gym at five in the morning <clears throat> then going to school and getting into a fight yeah yeah <laughs> so like it was i'm getting taught how to fight and then going to school fighting where all the other badasses are smoking cigarettes and doing yeah, bog toes you had some discipline school. yeah exactly. they're, they're fucking up their lungs which you need in fights <laughs> especially a street fight that can last you know a lot longer than hockey fights are broken up within 30 seconds well that actually gas. the like street fights last about 20 to 30 seconds as well like oh, if you're knocking it, guys it, down it, well good. if it doesn't hit the ground like yeah it's tiring man mm -hmm. it is so tiring i got into one like two years ago and i haven't been fighting for like four years i'm so out of shape <laughs> and i threw up like oh it's, yeah it's hard i've seen guys I, have I to call timeouts to puke <laughs> yeah i couldn't do it now I, I don't know i i i got like one of those uh one punch mentalities now if i don't knock you out in one hit i'm either going to get a bat from my car or i'm running away <laughs> uh, just going back to the uh the muay thai training so you're training for on Muay Thai but then when you go into a competition you're not allowed to use all that right no, that's what you meant yeah, so, just kickboxing yeah yeah so, so it, it'd be K1 rules so you're fighting with like one arm tied behind your back basically yeah basically okay with a handicap against mm. other guys who are training that full time full time yeah exactly okay. and how'd you do in that you did pretty good uh, yeah I uh, went 7-0 and oh, and nice. then uh, two of them were just like in-house demo type deals yeah yeah so they didn't really count as fights so there wasn't a winner they say you both win and yeah, yeah, participation yeah, trophy and out the door, SO penalty free achievement award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got one uh, one cool one was in uh, Victoria, British Columbia. Um, I don't know if you guys know Gabriel Varga. He uh, is Might was the, the lightweight champion of Glory. Now he's the lightweight champion of belt or kickboxing. Okay, I have heard the name. Then. So yes. I undercarded him. Oh, nice. um, yeah, for ISK uh, boxing, and I got a second round uh, knee to the face knockout, which was that was pretty oh cool. cool. And I was like. 16 years old the guy was like 21 wow and you're flying all the way out there do they fly you out or paid hotel that's paid everything. Cool. that's yeah. gonna feel good you're 16 like you gotta feel like a rock star at 16 fighting in these competitions and <clears throat> being flown out there across the country and treated like you know mm -hmm. like something special and then going in and winning was it a big crowd big oh, yeah, it, yeah it was a because Gabriel Varga was there mm -hmm. and uh, he fought Rob Smandich who's uh, Mike Smandich's little brother okay. uh, Mike Smandich or it might be the other way around Robert Mike, I got them mixed up. But um, the contender, they did a show. It was only one season. Yeah. Um, of 
the best Muay Thai fighters from every country. Okay. And this managed brother was Canada's contender. Oh, nice. So his little brother fought Gabriel Varga on that card. Right on. So it was a pretty big crowd. I, I was the second fight. So yeah. there was like a 10 fight card. But yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. And Very cool. And then to knock a guy out. Like, yeah. How hard are you partying <laughs> at 16 after that? Well, right? I got my uh, trainer brought me into a strip club. He <laughs> got me in, bought me a Corona. Yeah. <laughs> so Good for you. It was cool. <laughs> you had a question, Jake. What were you going to ask? Them? Oh, yeah. Well, he kind of answered. I was going to ask, were these fights local? or? But they said they flew you out to Victoria. Yeah. I've been, all, right? all over Canada fighting. Laval, Quebec. <clears throat> a lot of them happened out there at TriStar, GSP's gym, and Kenny Florian's. Okay. Um, I never got to meet GSP. I did meet Kenny Florian. Uh, Zuber, um, what's his name again? Frick, I, I just blanked on his name. GSP's trainer. He's like one of my favorite guys. I watch all of his YouTube videos. But anyway, I met him. The guy's amazing. He's got like a, I think, doctorate in psychology and okay. a black belt in jiu-jitsu. And he, he's GSP's coach. Wow. So Nice. Yeah, and, I, and he I, just I, retired GSP, so uh, shout out to GSP. What unless he comes career. back and punches El Khabib. So. He might have to, eh? <laughs> uh, one second. Phil, how's his mic? Are, are we good? Okay, just wanted to double check. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So, so yeah. So you're taking these these lessons, and you're coming into school, and it's like, are the, are you trying to fight the toughest guy in school, or well, yeah. are the fights finding you? Well, so it started off with because um, I, I had older cousins, yep, and a couple of them were like the tough guys, but not like you know they got in, like two fights while they were in high school. Yeah. But that in high school, that's you that's know, a good I got in like twenty or thirty, but um, if not more. I was fighting like once a week, but um, anyway, <laughs> when I was in grade nine, I was walking with my buddy, my best friend Mike Slazak. He's still uh, he's my mechanic now, actually, and uh, we were walking together, and we were with my older cousin, and uh, I was like, "Who's the toughest guy in the school?" <laughs> and my older cousin pointed at the guy, and I'm not going to say his name because we ended up fighting after, which I'll say that. So he's like, "That's that's the guy." And right from that day, I'm like. I'm going to punch that guy out. So uh, years went by. We were like, <laughs> he I He doesn't was, even know. No, he has so no You clue. just got him locked yeah, in Yeah, I just sights. have him locked in. And I'm in grade nine, and I had him locked in my sights till I was 20 years you, old. You got his face on the punching bag. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, yeah, when I was like 20 and he was 24, we, uh, we went at it in the club. And uh, I gave, I pumped him in the club. And then we went at it outside of the club, and he pumped me outside of the club. And then we ran into each other again at another bar, and it was just we were hitting each other and turned into a brawl. So just it kind of went like a one-one and a draw type yeah, deal. Yeah. But but that was when I was in grade nine. I was looking at that guy like this is that's who I want to end up fighting. If you know? four years age difference does make a difference, like it really does. And and, mm-hmm. and on the backside it makes a difference too. But like when you're in your early twenties, if a guy's four years older than you, there's a good chance And this guy was crushing people at he's my He's got high more school. experience <laughs> in four years possibly if he's but I was he wasn't training. At That's all. the difference. No training. That's the equalizer bigger yeah. guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Bigger guy. Yeah all juiced up. Like oh. I was uh my Muay Thai fights um, the one I was talking about in BC, I was 125 pounds. So when I was 16, I was a buck 25. Um, up until I was probably 24, I say I'd never got higher than 160. Now I'm sitting at like 210. So with the size you guys see me now, I was 
not like this when I was fighting. I was way skinnier. I was always the smaller guy. Yeah, yeah. I was about the same size as you probably. Like, same. I'm around, like, I'm a little bit way a I little was bit Nathan more right size. now. But, uh, Me and Nathan were the same yeah. size. Like, we used to party together, and we, yeah. we were, like, the little guys. And but speed kills, man. That yeah. speed, you, you can't, you know, the, the, you either have power or you have speed, and then speed becomes power if you do mm-hmm. the right the right thing. Yeah, and then if you learn how to throw a proper punch, you can get that power. Like, I got a left hook from hell. Mm -hmm. Like, my right hand, like, I'm right-handed, and I can throw a better left hook than I can throw a right cross. Yeah. They just, because I swing a baseball bat and a hockey stick left. Yeah. So I got that right hand, but I have the swinging power from the left. Interesting. That's how I swing. I've never heard anyone talk about that, because, yeah, like, I always, like, batted left and shot left. So your left hook should be stronger than... Sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'll teach you. I broke my hand. I broke my right hand in a fight, like a street fight, and I was like, fuck, I got... You know what? I'm just going to train to, you know, be left dominant, and it just... Next time I got into a next time I got into a fight, just all fucking rights, just pumping the guy. I'm like, oh shit! What, oh, happened? My right what happened hand, to that left? My right hand's gone. Oh yeah, the, yeah. I'm missing one knuckle. You're missing like four. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is how straight I can put my pinky. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's it, it, is, it is actually really hard to I think train your brain to make you know your other hand a more dominant hand. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting too as a as a fighter to to see someone do that because instinctively, and that's also I think. You know, that's repetition, but it's also being calm in a fight and knowing what you're doing. Because if you just let the adrenaline take over, oh, you can't are, fight angry. You're going to revert to, you know, what what your, you know, comfort zone. I call is. them swimmers. They're, yeah. The big, like the big haymakers. Yeah, and throw- <laughs> you can't fight out of anger unless you're fighting another guy that's fighting out of anger. Yeah. You fight a guy that's calm, cool, collect, even if he has no training and you're pissed the fuck off. Yeah, you're going to miss a few. You're going to, yeah. And if he can keep himself calm and cool, as long as he's not too calm. Yeah, yeah. Because you do better. Because they'll get backing up too much. Yeah. If, you know, if you can't punch back, you know, going backwards like Liddell used to, mm-hmm. you know, then you might get run over. Because it is a little bit of a momentum thing, too. Yeah, that's what, well, my uh, Muay Thai trainer, the way that his ment- or his personality wasn't how he taught us. We're bully fighters. We, you know, we're forward. Yeah, ring general Forward, 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 Push forward. Push the action. So I, I'll take a couple punches in the face to get my hands around your neck and get you in a clinch. Yeah. Because then I know I'm just going to start kneeing you in the mouth and that's it. And knees hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Knees and like, elbows. They hurt. take up, yeah. you know, you hit a guy with your fist and you're only hitting him like so much in the face. You hit him with a knee, you're taking his whole face. Like, and elbows cut. Yeah. Pointy. And I got a little skinny, <laughs> little it's, bony it's one. Ones. It's funny you said that it's not a good idea to fight angry, but I would I would say too that most people do fight angry because I would say that most people fight when they're drunk. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just like this reckless anger. So if you're a sober guy fighting a drunk guy, I'd imagine you'd definitely have the upper hand. Oh, hundred percent. If you're sober, yeah. The thing is with me, I was a heavy drinker when I turned nineteen, but. <laughs> Before that, um, I'd go to house parties, and I was training Muay Thai, so I didn't drink. So I'd be the driver. We'd go to a house party. A brawl would break out. I'd be the one punching out the big brother that came outside trying to be a tough guy or the dad or <laughs> someone like that. So you were sober. Because you know? I was sober, sober yeah. yeah. But then when I hit the club scene, that's when I got into the most fights, and I was wasted. But yeah. when, you, when you're fighting at house parties, so you said you beat up like a big brother or a dad. 
Tell me a story about you beating up somebody's dad because that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, so we we went to this house party one time, and uh, this girl's dad. One of my friends thought it was funny to spray paint her dad's Corvette. <laughs> it which, is funny. Which it is funny. <laughs> For the record, that's great. So, uh, yeah, the dad came outside and grabbed my buddy. And, uh, you know, I gave the dad, like, kind of like a just a push. And he, like, tried to grab me by the throat. And I just I threw a one-two at him. And I just kept going. And my friends pulled me off of him. And then oh, the girl's man. outside screaming, like, that's her dad. I didn't... I don't Seeing know your hero was, get but... beat up, you know what I mean? Like, watching your dad get beat up would be the worst thing in the world, Not, right? not only beat up, but his car vandalized prior. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and then, like, uh, after that happened, it was just mayhem. So then the whole house is getting messed up. Because once the dad's beat up... Oh, yeah, there's no control now. There's no control. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, you, like, that's that's such a, like, a wild thing to have happen. Imagine, like... He's totally within his rights to lose his fucking mind and attack like a high school kid for fucking up his car. But then to get beat up by a high school kid, oh, that would suck so bad. Oh, that's why I keep going to the gym because I got two daughters and I'm not going to get beat up at a high school fucking party. Oh, no. I need, yeah, I need to get back to the gym. My ass is out of shape. Oh, um, so was, was there any repercussions from that for you? or was it No, just- I... Uh, I honestly didn't get my first actual assault charge till I was 18, and now I got... I've been charged with assault, I think, 13 times. I got five convictions. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, and, But the thing is, consensual fights are legal. So uh, I don't know if you guys knew that. A consensual no. fight's legal. So un- unless there's medical damage. So if me and you want to go outside and kick the shit out of each other, it's completely legal. As long as no one needs stitches and no one has a broken bone. So my big thing, like once I learned that when I was like 20, 21, I always made sure like you want to go. I always made sure I made like that distinction. Yeah. Oh, Gentlemen's agreement. Getting arrested. Right. So that distinction, you want to go or cross this line and see what happens. Right, right. And you're illegal. The cops cannot touch you. And knowing that, that's that's a that's a good time to utilize this open hand slap. Oh yeah, I, I've, I've done that before. I've knocked a couple guys out with yeah, open hand slaps. I've utilized the slap. Before. <laughs> really, it's a good one. You oh, hit yeah, a guy oh, in the cool. ear, you stun him bad. Or you get them with like the part of your palm. Yeah. yeah, I've had a couple guys where I hit with my palm and they fall into me, like they just straight out. Oh and wow! On the ground, I'm like, oh, that's not too good. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. So about the that. The consent thing. Um, if so, if if two people consent to a fight and one of them gets hurt, will their charges be pressed only if the person who the cops charge you? The cops charge if you. they catch you. I got okay. The got, person got can call the cops and then the cops will charge right. you. If it, like if it if you guys are in a back alley, you guys get into a fight and someone needs stitches. Unless the guy calls the cops, no one's getting charged. Right, right. But if, the cops if, show if you're off. like with me, Guelph is my stomping ground. So I'm punching people out downtown Guelph where there's like <laughs> 5,000 cops. Frankenstein, yeah. Trappers, yeah. Jimmy Jazz. Palace was my spot. Yeah, Palace. <laughs> that was my spot. <laughs> Guelph's a big party town, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is right on one street. It's like and all in like a corner, right? Yeah. A couple it's bars just, everywhere. It's, just a co- it's, it's one straight street and there's at least... 15 bars at least and then at 2am the cops just flood it and I come outside like a banshee fuck throwing punches so I get arrested every time but then I'd be like it was consensual it was consensual and then a couple times they'd be like you can't consent to a broken jaw and I'd be like okay I'm gone for the weekend at least (laughs) oh Oh, man man. oh I love those streets with them there's so many bars in a row it's 
Like I'm an alcoholic, clearly. But I like I like bar hopping. Did you, did you do that? Or oh, you, oh yeah. yeah, bar hopped like crazy. I, I was like a bar star from like the age <laughs> of 19 to 23. Actually, 18. I got my first fake ID when I turned 18. <laughs> and then that's when I, uh, I I stopped doing Muay Thai as hard because I started going partying. And yeah. uh, but that's when the fighting actually kicked up. I get in more fights at the bar, which most people do, than I did in high school or any other time in my life. Was Go ahead. No, I was going to say, was there a particular bar that, like... Palace. Oh, Palace. <laughs> Palace was the one where, like, something's probably going to go down. If, no, if I go it there, was, I'm going there and something's going down. Oh, you were going with the <laughs> yeah. intent. You're cruising yeah. for my, a bruise. My friends would be like, <laughs> like, they'd be like, Dylan, you had this girl on you all night and you get into a fight. Why are you doing this? I'm like, I'd rather fight than go home with a girl. That's, oh <laughs> like yeah, it was that's just funny. that was the mentality. Just I had hardwired for combat. <laughs> yeah. it's, more, it's more exciting. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Because <laughs> you know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like honestly, like I, I've took my licks and like. I don't mind it. Like, as weird as it sounds, and I might sound a little bit sadistic, the taste of blood in my mouth, I love it. Like, I just, I, I love the taste. Like, when you get a nice gash on your lip or something, and it goes, like, I, I don't know why. I, maybe I'm a va- part vampire Sets or something. Off. Yeah. It just revs you up. If yeah. you take a, take a good shot, I, I like, don't you get fired up a, a bit. Nice you know shot. you're alive. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, yeah. I don't like getting rocked. <laughs> like, yeah. when you get your buzzer beat and you're shaking. But when you take a nice shot and you can still go, it just makes that fight so much more better. I, I don't really like when I get into a fight and I totally would destroy the guy. Like I, I liked having those good scraps, right? A good contest. You know, like I got all like the scars on on my face. Like I like those fights. Mm-hmm. I don't like where I'd walk right through a guy and just lay him out and then leave. Yeah, yeah. And so you're going to all these clubs and you're just just rolling hard and scrapping. Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm also I'm rolling with like a pretty tough crew. So like back to high school, um, I like talked to my cousins and stuff because I was just so into fighting. And like I was talking to my cousins and like this school would fight this school. And you guys yeah, had that when we you were younger. That, yeah. A well, bit. so what I did was make friends with the toughest guys from each school and brought us together as a group. Oh man! And then we <laughs> grew up together and started going to the bars together. Oh, that's so I basically like draft picked <laughs> that's evil. Like, the toughest guys, and I was like, <laughs> "Why are we fighting each other when everyone's scared of us and they want to see us fight? Why don't we roll together as a group? Who's yeah. going to do anything to you us? Have the Golden State Warriors of Guelph exactly. team fighters. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd have my Muay Thai guys. Yeah. So I got the toughest street fighters, and then I had the Muay Thai guys that like to come out sometimes and bang at the house parties. So right. That's it, awesome. was, it was fun. But like the one thing I'm going to say is I fought. I was probably three or four years into training. I fought this kid. I was, um, I just, my granddad dropped me off at school and I got out of the car. Uh, he was dr- pulling into my high school and this kid walked out front of the car and he flipped my granddad off. My oh, granddad honked at him. So I jumped out of the car and I'm like, let's go. And I didn't know the guy was like a double A or triple A hockey player. Okay. So I right away went for the clinch and he just grabbed the back of my shirt pulled it over my head jersey Jersey. and just dummied me but then like two weeks later i seen him at a house party rip my shirt off i'm like let's go he's like oh i don't want to fight i'm like too bad yeah i just laid him out but the hockey the hockey (laughs) fighters on the street sometimes uh oh they get you if you don't yeah but they have nothing to grab on to yeah like yeah you know it's a different type of game i could feel him trying to like 
just get Grab a hold skin. of something. Yeah, like yeah, the back like, of your neck. Or yeah, but then the back of the neck's where yeah. I'm clinching. Exactly. So, like, yeah. But when he got a hold of my shirt, like, Did that, he end up going any further in hockey? Do you remember the guy? Uh, I, no, he didn't end up yeah. getting drafted or anything like that. But he was a big guy, and he was a... I found out after he was a fighter in hockey. Yeah. I just said... He was actually, like, a year younger than me. So, I just... I didn't know this kid. I'm like, you're flipping off my granddad? And I, I'm, like, thinking I'm the cock of the walk of the high school. So, I'm like, yeah. don't you know who I am? And I get out of the car, and... This guy just didn't care, I guess. Yeah, fed you your lunch, and then you came back and <laughs> yeah. served him some dessert. <laughs> yeah, that's how that happened. <laughs> well, that's interesting, too, because, like, yeah, you're training, and then the guy just fucking handles you. That's got to, like, really set you in motion because you're a competitive guy. You're thinking, how do I get back at this mm -hmm. guy? And do you, did you know who he was after that? You found out? Oh, I found and, out right away, and yeah. I found out I'm taking my shirt off and feed this guy's lunch. Yeah, yeah. Because so, uh, once I found out, because any time I fought a hockey fighter, I take my shirt off. Yeah. And any time... I fought a football player I knew they were going for a tackle so I'd back up until they yeah. went for it and I'd throw the knee yeah yeah so I like I always Telegraph had game their... plans because athletes are good fighters like mm -hmm. there's always those gangsters on the street that think they can fight yeah. an athlete will put you to sleep a like skinny little fairy soccer soccer player if he gets put in a corner would knock out like some thug wannabe guy with his pants down to his ankles. Yeah, yeah. Because you're just an athlete. Mm -hmm. like, like, you know, it, it's just it, that that mixture of all that training that you do, it, it doesn't matter if it's fighting or not. When you're playing soccer, you're kicking. When you're playing yeah. hockey, you're like, you're checking and you're swinging a stick. So you have that hip movement. Like your, your body's just more toned to doing certain things that other people's aren't. Athleticism accounts for so much in fighting. It's, yeah. you know, it's a, such a huge part of it, right? So. That's why when I got into Muay Thai, I came from soccer. Mm -hmm. So I knew how to kick already. Cardio too. Yeah, your yeah. Car my yeah. cardio was amazing. So my trainer seen me, this young soccer player with cardio, and I knew how to kick. And I was like 14 years old, so most kids can't, like 14-year-old can't throw a roundhouse kick. Yeah. I did it in two seconds because I'm used to throwing soccer kicks. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I've you never know? thought put the thought of the connection of that. That's, that's really cool. Because, yeah. yeah, when you think of, like, guys coming from a sport into MMA, you don't think of soccer. You always think of, you know, maybe a guy played football or wrestling or, you know, hockey, you know, <clears throat> that type of stuff. You see a lot of, like, ex-NHL or, uh, you know, semi-pro hockey enforcers get into the MMA stuff or the boxing and, and that, but mm -hmm. you'd never think of a soccer player stepping into the into that side of it, which is kind of cool because, yeah, 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 that makes a lot of sense. It's just, yeah, it's just the athlete, like the athletic, um, I don't know what the word would be, but just having that from any sport. Like, I, I don't even care if it's tennis. Like, your, your body, you're learning how to move, like I said, and just in different Being ways. Being fluid, right? If you watch Conor McGregor, He's doing yoga. He's doing um, mobility training where, like, they mm -hmm. have him, like, doing these weird moves under, like, poles and stuff. And, like, it's just to get your body to move in ways that other people's can't because yeah. you have that little bit of an edge. And when you keep getting those little edges and you put them on, like, a Jenga board, yeah, they keep going up and you just keep getting better. And a lot of, like, fighting when you're, like, kind of, like, imposing your will on someone, you're putting them in an uncomfortable position. So, like, an uncomfortable situation, uh, someone like... Conor McGregor who's doing that training he's comfortable in an uncomfortable exactly. situation his body will move a different way so he can slip out of that mm -hmm. like there's you know or or be more aware of where he is when that's happening and how to escape yeah it, like I, think, I, right? I have basic Brazilian jiu-jitsu training mm -hmm. um, I'd say like close to blue belt but I did no gi yeah. um, without the gi because I was doing MMA fighting yes. so we never wore the gi 
Um, and like I'd wrestle all my friends and stuff and the ones that were way bigger than me and stronger than me and a couple of wrestlers from high school, they couldn't tap me out because they could put my, I can put my legs over my head. Mm -hmm, The flexibility. So they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. Like (laughs) I could put my, yeah, I was just so flexible that they couldn't tap me out. And then they'd just say, okay, I'm done. Like I can't can't do anything to you. So I, I never would lose wrestling with any of my friends. (laughs) <laughs> so I'd either get you to try and go an arm bar or you'd put me in a pretzel and I'd just stand there and look at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so when you're taking this out on the street um, and you're, you know, you're obviously more well-versed in some of this than some of the regular, you know, you're going to run into just average Joes out on the street and you're mm. using these moves. Is there ever like a move where you're like, fuck, I kind of went too far on that guy? Like, were you oh, like really? Yeah, you, lots, lots of times. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell me about <laughs> some a couple that, like, soccer kicks of the face uh the like, worst were the guys on the ground or? yeah, yeah. The guys on the ground um head kicks aren't that good knees to the face and the clinch yeah but the worst i would say where i kind of feel bad after is when you get a guy in a triangle yeah. and you start dropping those 12 to 2 elbows on him yeah because yeah. you're choking him and you're cutting his whole head open yeah so the guy's sleeping he's bleeding like it you know you kind of i didn't at the time it's I a kinda, little overkill at the time but you think think back on it it's, well like i see i had a i had a rough childhood growing up so mm-hmm. i didn't really have a lot of, like i was kind of victimized when i was younger okay so um i didn't really have a lot of care for people yeah so that's what pushed me so much in the fighting yeah, yeah. was i could go that distance because i could jump on someone's head and not care yeah, yeah. so like you didn't have the same remorse the at same the time. Empathy for yeah. people at the time i had to i had to learn that now more as an adult it's something i'm working on mm-hmm. still working on and uh it's just that's just from childhood stuff so it, was, it was tough at home and then you kind of brought that into your into your routine and then and it made me a better fighter because yeah, yeah. when things are tough at home and you go to the gym and you're hitting the punching bag like you are thinking like that's you, it you know that's it i'll tell you what, like when Lack i was a fear Hmm? I was going to say a lack of fear, too, because if, if you're not, like, ca- being too cautious, like, oh, I might really hurt this guy, you're just going in yeah, hard, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you're you not know. scared to get arrested, yeah. you're not scared yeah. to hurt somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not scared to do nothing, and on top of that, you have no fear because you've been beat on by someone who's 40 when you're 10 years old. That's it. Right? There, was a, there was a guy um, that I grew up with, and I remember he, he hit my sister, and my brother and I both fucking locked onto him, and yeah, beat the fuck out of this kid so bad but he would not stop getting up and I remember thinking this guy's been beat by his dad because he is not afraid of taking like we're fucking pounding him and it's your sister so you had the same yeah, yeah. thing that he had to you guys both had that like, kind of well my brother and I just locked in on this guy like we're just gonna beat the yeah, shit out of this guy you had the anger but he yeah. had the like the jaw from yeah yeah beat. he couldn't he couldn't like he wasn't hitting us or hurting us but he just like took that he's like the guy in fucking casino you know put his head in the fucking vice <laughs> we're sticking his head in a snowbank and just like teeing off with kicks and like he just kept coming back like the Terminator I'm like that guy's dad hits him for sure cause like we're kids and this ain't fucking doing anything yeah, to him yeah, you know yeah. I'm like tough fucking oh, guy oh we, we had a I have a similar kind of story we were at a bush party and um oh, those are dangerous oh yeah. yeah they get wild right cause you can't see shit <laughs> yeah, coming there's right? a lot of bottle stories was, and stuff but yeah. I'll just skip to one that's just hands <laughs> but um so uh like uh we got into this, this guy I don't know like the 
everyone always says, oh, he hit a girl. He hit a girl. But so apparently this guy hit some girl. So me and my buddy were walking up to him. That's always how a bush party fight starts, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> the guy yeah. always hits a girl in a yes. bush party. Yeah. <laughs> no one's seen it, but yeah. the, gir- the girl's seen it. The girl's yeah. screaming that this guy hit me. It's probably her ex-boyfriend showing up at the party. She didn't want him there. <laughs> but anyway, so me and my buddy are walking up to him, and uh, he- we're talking who's going to throw the first punch because he's, you know, like few, like 20 feet away from us. And uh, as we're getting closer, my buddy's black. He drops the M-bomb. So my buddy just right away threw an elbow. Just dropped And it's the guy. a bush part. You can't see yeah, that guy the, coming either. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he threw an elbow and just dropped him. And then I jumped as high as I could and just double feet, feet oh, it on his face. Oh, man. Okay, so we're leaving. And this guy's out cold like for a while. And like people are coming out to the parking lot saying, like, that guy's still out. Like, oh, yeah. So, like, I'm freaking out. I'm getting in my car. I'm like, everyone jump in. We see some, like, zombie limping out of the freaking <laughs> the bushes. Walking dead. And he's yelling, let's go, let's go. Is he wasted? <laughs> yeah, he, oh, was, yeah. <laughs> he was drunk. But so then he ended up picking my buddy that hit him first because I guess he didn't know what he happened didn't remember after. what, yeah. So he, p- he picked him to have a one-on-one fight. So we're like, all right, we circled around. The guy's eye looked like it was hanging. Like his orbital bone was oh, broken fuck. for sure. And uh, he scrapped my buddy one-on-one and he, he put out a pretty good fight. At the end of the day, he got his ass kicked. He already and he has was, eye he, fucked Yeah, up. he was already, ma- he was mangled. And uh, he probably didn't know where, he, he was drunk and his he was out to lunch. Probably concussed. Yeah, exactly. Must have and been tough enough then if he put on a show was, after that's, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So eventually he started saying, I'm done, I'm done. And he knew he was walking away. And my friend came from behind and just threw a head kick and just dropped him. Oh. And we got told the next day that he was dead. Oh, shit. There, uh, there was a kid that drowned at the bush party. Oh, okay. So... We thought it was the same kid. Oh, so man. So we're freaking out. Because he's beaten up, too. Yeah. If so then two days later, we get a phone call from this kid. He find, finds out who we are, saying, I got all my boys. Let's meet up and scrap. And I, I look at my friend. I'm like, we need to start rolling with this guy, man. Like, <laughs> he does not care. No, no. You don't understand. You made the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, it was like you were what? saying. Like, the guy just, you would not, I don't know what was going on with him at home or who yeah. beat him up, but he's been hit with a few baseball bats or something. Fuck. Dude, you're on the squad. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You passed the test. I, like I it. passed the test. I was going to say one thing, about, one comment about bush parties. That was, I remember, I, I, I like I said, I never liked them because I would always get anxiety, right, about, like, you know, a brawl breaking out and catching a bottle. Always. But one time I did go to one, you're right, it, a lot of it always has to do with the girls. I got into an argument with this girl, right, and I said something mean to her, and she started crying. And I'm like, oh, I can just see how this is going to – she's going to go, and then the drunk guy's going to be like – escalate. And so I took off, and Captain as I'm getting – Captain is going to come after you. Oh, dude, I, I, <laughs> as I'm getting in the – the car, I just hear this from the bush party. Where the fuck is Jake? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yep, let's get out of here. <laughs> Man, bush parties are heavy. I've got a lot of my, uh, like, crazy stories, like, not for the podcast or from bush parties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, my brother got into a, a fight at a field party, like, is you know, out in the woods, and uh, he fought, he ended up fighting, like, oh, God, there's, like, five or six dudes and he thought we were still there but we all left and he like decided to stay because he was you know picking up a girl or something next thing you know he's fighting this one guy 
and he tunes him up, and then it gets broken up, and then everyone starts jumping in on him. He ends up getting this one guy, and I guess he did a real number on a pretty tough fighter that like we grew up, we grew up, we know the guy. And I was talking to that guy probably like two years ago, like we're friends now, right? And he's like, "Holy fuck, man!" He's like, "I had never been beaten so bad as by your brother." Like he was hitting me like a video game, like coins are coming out of my pocket. <laughs> like, I lost seventy five bucks in that fight. Like none of my money was left in my pocket. But like those, that, yeah, it's so unpredictable in a bush party because there's just oh. people coming blindsiding and you know everyone gets brave and tough at, a, at yeah. one of those they you know when when uh, a fight starts like people who wouldn't regularly fight they start wanting to get in you know mm-hmm. or they'll throw a cheap shot they, they won't actually like yeah. stand back and or trade whip but a bottle yeah they'll throw a <laughs> bottle or whatever yeah. oh man it's whip an old english bottle into like a, yeah a, a i've got hit with one of those yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> a little wild yeah. um yeah but the thing is though with fighting like um you can go to any sporting event you can go to the fifa world cup finals game stanley cup playoff finals like you you can go to the super bowl if a fight breaks out in the stands Everyone's attention goes to that fight. Oh, yeah. They don't care that freaking uh, Peyton Manning's about to throw a game-winning Super Bowl touchdown. If there's a fight in the stands, yeah. that's where they're watching. Primal instinct. Yeah, it draws just, everyone there. It's, it's just, just that, how it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's, fighting is just such a... I, and, and now I, I want... Like, I used to say like it's just a manly thing, but now like with girls getting into MMA and stuff like that, like I think it's just a primal human instinct to have combat. It's pretty cool to, to yeah. think. And and I feel like as a society, we've kind of like de, like devolved after like, uh, is that what it is? De, or de-evolved? <laughs> Hit me up, Phil. Devolved. Devolved. Okay. Devolved. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a Rhodes Scholar over here, okay? But uh, we've devolved into like this, where it used to be you could solve your problems with fists. Yeah. Now everyone is afraid to fight. And I think everyone bottles up that anger that used to be able to just let out Mm. like in like the 70s and 80s you could fucking scrap and before that obviously you could just you know someone's being a prick say let's fucking go outside and you could scrap them and it'd be over you blow off some steam now you want to you know all these guys got mental fucking health issues it's because they've been bottling up their fucking anger for how many years because you're not allowed to fight someone or you go to jail you know unless it's a consensual fight but how many people actually know about that at all or will or will agree to a consensual fight most of the guys that start fights are the guys that they don't want charge you. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't think they're fight. protected, right? So it's kind of we've taken that away as a society, that like release valve, and I feel like everyone it just builds up, and that's I think that's who the fuck's calling me? My dad, <laughs> my dad was calling me. Easy, dad. Turn off my ringer here. Easy now. He knew I was probably going to say something stupid on the podcast. <laughs> People are, are too comfortable now, you know, lipping mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can get away with it, especially online and stuff. So, oh my when you, god! When, when you, I know. When you, <laughs> and trust me, we're, we're in comedy. It's it's the worst in comedy. Like, because we're we're in like Facebook groups, yeah, for comedians and. Like, oh man, these people online, they, they, they bully, they, you know, they team up and they bully because they're the worst. I think I would say comedians are one of the worst in terms of, they they think that they enter into comedy and all of a sudden everything's just handled with words, but they don't come from the same background that we come from where you still have to, you know, be a man and be accountable for your Mm -hmm. actions. And like, you know, we'll smack a guy or fucking hit a guy, 
if, if they cross so the line. Oh. You know? Yeah, like, smacks were it. The smacks the best. Because you're not going to call the cops and be like, I just got smacked by a grown man. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my threat that I started using is I'm going to pull down your pants and spank your bare bum in front of all your fucking friends. And no one wants to go to court for that. Like, your honor, he pulled down my pants and spanked my bare bum. Well, your honor, he was being a very bad boy. <laughs> but, yeah, it's true. These, the, you know, like comedians especially get very comfortable lipping off and they don't understand that like there are guys that you know you know we didn't come from the same background you know yeah so, let's tune you up it's it doesn't like they're not gonna come and shoot you but you're gonna get smack in the mouth like you have to be accountable to yeah to your words and like people like you said online and especially even at the bars and stuff like some of these guys will run their mouths and then hide behind bouncers oh yeah. i've literally had guys hide behind bouncers yeah. And like they don't even know me. So they don't know my background. They don't know anything about me. Right. They let me off. I'm half their size, but right. they see that I'm actually ready to go because yeah, I don't yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. And you're fairly unassuming. Like you, you know, yeah. like you don't look like you're some like you know crazy scrapper. Yeah, big, like when huge muscle. Head. Yeah, you look just like a regular guy on the street. That's- and so no one would really know if who they're dealing with and what. Mm. And and that's what is kind of crazy about right now is there's so many more people like that training and and the the fighting that 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 does happen. You know, you don't know who you're going to. Well, run there's into. some guys that I could bring in here that you guys would think are fairies that could rip through this yeah. whole room, punch all four of us out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm believe it like mma guys yeah yeah no what you said too you brought up a good point like when you give off the energy like like if someone you know is is running their mouth and then you put the energy out and they can tell that like Mm -hmm. you're ready to go that in and of itself is enough to like make them go oh shit well the thing that i had and i got a reputation for it is i don't do the chest bumping so i think that's why i got in so many bar fights because right. my friends would be arguing with a group of people and i would just step in and throw a punch yeah just right. like go, I'm go just, right away yeah if you're gonna like let me off or let one of my friends off we're scrapping or right. you're walking away right there's no i'm not doing the whole yo bro yo bro yo yeah, bro. yeah the hold me back show doesn't no, fucking yeah, that's not doesn't fly in your no, world like, yeah. if you want it if you want it cuss at me or say That's something a, to a, like the, my girl I'm with or like say something to a friend we're fighting or you're leaving yeah we're, we're like, not arguing <laughs> and that's kind of a good way to look at it too because like a fight can be dangerous so it's like not something you want to play around with you know what mm, I mean that's like, it. don't when give a guy time people to get forget ready. that we're animals and you know when 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 that shit breaks out we're boiled down to like our base instincts. oh yeah exactly so it's like yeah, the, the chest pumping, you know, is is kind of it's kind of lame. It is yeah. totally lame. I've I've never been into that. Never. Yeah, Unless you're never. trying to cool out a situation, you're not really feeling it, and then you know it's fine. But like, I these, don't slap. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to cool a situation, it's a slap. Oh yeah, that's I, I just that, don't, that cools guys down. <laughs> like, all, Some like I'll use my words if like it's re- like something I think really like the guy really didn't do anything wrong <laughs> yeah yeah and my friend's kind of being a drunk idiot yeah yeah for then, sure. yeah like i'll cool the situation down but like if like you're both ready to go and you're picking on my friend or not even picking on my friend if you and my friend are arguing i just get sick of it and i'll step in between you and just be like okay let's go it's either happening or it's not and i think a smack is the great uh, decider what you know if you get yeah. smacked by a man you have to fight him or you're a fucking bitch and oh, you're, you're better off taking the beating than being the guy that got smacked and well, didn't do the, anything. The best thing about the, op- the open-hand slaps is that's 
when you realize if they're going to turn around or if they're going to fight. So you don't have to do the chest bumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smack them and get a punch in the face and fight or yeah, yeah. he walks away. Exactly. There's no, like, because I can't, that's one of my hugest pet peeves. But it gets me in a lot of trouble because I'll be walking down the street or something and bump shoulders with some guy and I'll say sorry and he'll be like, hate, fuck off. And don't. I'll just go off my head because I'm just like are you kidding me I just said sorry to you yeah I fucking can't stand that like it's just such a fucking there's no reason for that first of all like for Mm -hmm. a guy to like if you say sorry like yeah you know that's just a guy looking for shit Mm-hmm. And he deserves what he gets on the other side. I, we were in a bar in Kingston, and this guy was walking around. He was kind of like bulldozing through everyone. And he comes to me, and I just drop a shoulder into him just to let him know, fuck off. I didn't say anything. Just whatever. We're just, you know. He comes back, and he's got like 15 guys, and there's like four of us. And one of our guys has a fucking broken leg. He's on a crutch. One of our guys that was with us, a pretty big dude, he fucking stands down this whole group. But the other guy with a broken leg, he's getting ready to get into him. Like, Don't <laughs> fucking do anything. I'm like, if this breaks out and we go, and if I start losing, give me the fucking crutch. <laughs> no Just hand me that fucking crutch Christ. when I need it. I broke a guy's nose with a cast on my arm one time, oh, actually. Shit. I ran down the hill at a park at, when I was in high school <laughs> and just threw it. Like, I just swung oh. it and broke this guy's nose. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, but, that'll uh, hurt. <laughs> Cowboy Bob Orton style from WWF. This episode of Fight Stories has been brought to you by Absolute Nature CBD. Absolute Nature CBD is 100% all natural CBD oil and CBD oil products. Go to www.absolutenaturecbd.com and plug in the Fight Stories discount code. Goon Squad, save yourself 20%. Now, um... A lot of companies right now, because CBD oil is like the wild, wild west. A lot of companies will say, like, oh, we're all natural. You know, we don't have this in. We have this amount of THC. We have no THC. But here's how you know Absolute Nature CBD is not bullshitting you. They always have independent third-party lab reports, and they post them all the time. They do this to ensure that... Um, It meets their high standards, but also so that you guys know that what you're getting is legit. These guys are like the Heisenbergs of the CBD oil world. 97 percentile pure. They got that blue, blue. Go to www.absolutenaturecbd.com. Pump in that Goon Squad promo code. Save yourself 20%. I was going to say, um, my f- my favorite videos to watch on YouTube, like back to the whole, you know, chest puffing, my favorite videos are when you get like, when someone records like, say like a frat house, mm. and there's some really douchey, you know, fraternity kid, and he's doing that, he's like, let's go, bro, like, yeah, and he's, but, he's re- but he's really like making a huge scene, like strutting back and forth, let's go, bro, and then, and then lit. wow, it drops, <laughs> even if it's a sucker punch, yeah, it's still funny, that's exactly what I was thinking, it's hilarious. Yeah, you, you, definitely, des- you deserve that. You deserve to get punched by any person at that party at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, so you get in, you're scrapping in the clubs. What's the fucking wildest one-on-one that you had out of, out of the bars where you're just throwing bombs with some guy? Like, how did this, you know, what was the best one? In your mind, many of them. I was trying to think. I put on actually, I put on my Facebook, but I think it was too early because I put it on today. I'm like, if uh, I'm like, 
But I'm trying to think of some fights, like comment some fights that you guys have seen me in. And uh, I, I just put it on too early, I guess, because it's 1 o'clock on a Saturday. Everyone's still hungover. <laughs> Everyone's still in bed. But, um, yeah, I was, I was trying to think about the best club bar fight I've ever been in. Uh, that's a hard question. Well, when you so you're getting a, obviously you've been in a lot of fights. If you can't fucking remember, <laughs> can't remember the best one, that's okay. That's all right. Now you you I think you mentioned that you were doing some uh, bouncing too as well. Did you get into the um, into just that? for a little bit? Is it because and, you were um, beating guys up at the bar? They're well, like, we might as well hire. Them. Yeah, I was at the stamp. I was I got a name in Kitchener, and um, I was at the Stampede, and yeah. I was uh, a line cook yeah. there. And when fights would happen, I'd run out, and the bouncer would like back down from some guys and I'd have to deal with it it's like roadhouse where, where these guys I'd just I'd go up behind and just rear naked choke him and take him out like I wouldn't punch him or anything yep. and then I but the thing is though is I have a record so I okay. couldn't get a security license so they gave me a shirt with staff on the back <laughs> so that's funny I was a bouncer but it had staff on the back of my shirt and uh, I ended up getting fired because uh, some guy in the parking lot just kept going off and just like we threw him out of the bar he kept trying to come in he was lipping us all off and then the owner came out and she was uh, like a younger girl she was like in she's like in her 30s and he starts like calling her the C word and all this stuff and I was like that's it I just ran across the street and knocked him out and oh. I, I had to get fired because you can't yeah you can't do that but uh yeah like with the bouncing it was i don't know like i i kind of have different stories than uh nathan because i just right away would like i wouldn't wait yeah, yeah. I, I knew when a fight was like was coming on like i knew right away if an argument was coming like, i could tell who the aggressor was right up behind rear naked choke you're out you're gonna know yeah you just from being in that many fights too you know before it's happening you have the sixth sense that this yeah. this guy's the real problem or yeah. this guy's just for show or who has more yeah. friends yeah and who's gonna cause the brawl and you can just tell so it's yeah. just you have to keep it that way but I, I only did that for like two months I don't yeah. I didn't like the whole bouncing thing because like I said I don't do the whole like I there's something about me I, like I'm you're going all in or a hundred you're going all in if yeah, you're going like it's just exactly I'm not gonna I can't do the grab a guy and throw him out of the bar it's just not in me so when you were 18 you mentioned that was the first time you got charged with assault yeah what, how, what happened there <clears throat> um, so I was walking down the street and uh, I was kind of the asshole on this one, to be honest. That's all right. That's <laughs> and, okay. a, and a few of them, like, yeah, I've been in so many fights. Uh, Sometimes you're going to be the asshole. the asshole. So <laughs> I was, well, he said something kind of stupid, but so I'm walking down the street and I'm by myself, hammered, looking for my friend, looking for my friends, period. And, um, Dude, there's all? a group of people. <laughs> there's a group of people standing out at Jimmy Jazz. Yeah. And it's in the winter and I'm in a t shirt. And Buddy goes, you um why aren't you wearing a jacket you fucking idiot or something something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. and i just laced him one shot <laughs> and i broke his orbital bone oh, no <laughs> he had to get four stitches in his lip and i cracked his tooth oh bad that's so yeah. that was my first scene i actually ran so the cops the cops like chased me i ran i jumped up into because I know all the back streets in Guelph yeah. I've had to take off from bouncers and everything so I jumped <laughs> up onto the second deck of the car garage got in my friend's passenger seat and I was sitting there and I'm like Kate hey, chill here for a bit let's not leave the cops are gonna be driving around looking for me cop pulls in 
my dumb drunk ass ducks my head right away like this. Oh, so he the saw cop you duck. Sees, sees me duck, comes up to the door, and goes, "Were you in a fight tonight?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "Let me see your hand." I go like this, and my hands just Fuck. covered in blood. My <laughs> shirt's covered in blood. He's like, "Let's go." Brings me to the guy. Brings the guy to the cop car to point out if it was me. I did the same duck. <laughs> nope. So, uh, yeah, that was the first time. That was the first time that I was charged. And, uh, yeah, man, it sucks. Like, jail sucks. You don't want to be in there. It's did you go fun. to jail for that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Eh? Just for the weekend. Because oh, okay. it was on a Friday night. Yeah. So there's no court Saturdays. Yeah. So you go till Monday. Okay. Yeah, that does fucking suck. That's a long weekend, right? It's a shitty long scrap, weekend. Scrap on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're going to get into a bar fight, or at least Saturday, because they can hold you in a holding cell for 24 hours. Yeah. So And Guelph gives you McDonald's. Oh, good so stuff. If you uh, go it's like Dog the, the Bounty Yeah, hunter. so if you get into a fight or anything downtown Guelph and you get arrested, you wake up in the morning, you got an Egg McMuffin, a, a hash brown, and a coffee. Hey, life hack. <laughs> life hack and in Guelph. You, and then if you got to go to Maplehurst, they got to give you lunch, they give you a Big Mac combo. Oh, there you go. <laughs> life hack for the listeners, so, eh? Yeah, so sometimes I get into a fight on a Saturday night because it was Palace's big night was Saturday. And I'd be arrested, and I'd be on the way to the tank because they wouldn't charge me, but they'd arrest me for like yeah to keep you just, out of yeah drunk and disorderly yeah. Well, the, sometimes they wouldn't even give me the ticket; they just kind of you know sober up, just keep them off the street out of, yeah, for now. Get me out of here. Let this lock this guy up for the night. And let him go in, in the morning. But I'd wake up to McDonald's, and then, then I'd get picked up. Oh, <laughs> so I'm it was like it. this. I got a better breakfast going to jail than if I would have woke up at home, <laughs> and I got a free hotel for the night. <laughs> did the courts ever like like did the judges ever start to develop a pattern? And uh, what's are we good? Yeah. Um, did they ever get harsher like with their? Like oh it, yeah, yeah. They started getting pissed off. I actually was banned from. Um, I think it's called Welland County. Is that what Guelph is? Welland or Wellington? It's close. It's close. Wellington. Well, Guelph's part of a county, so it's either uh, Wellington or Welland. I think it, is it Wellington. Yeah, Wellington, Wellington County. Wellington. So I was check out banned. the big brain on Phil. I was banned from <laughs> Wellington County at one point, Holy and fuck. the judge looked me in the face and said, "I don't care if your aunt lives here and ends up getting cancer, and you want to bring her a coffee." You're not to enter Wellington County at any time. So what do I do? Every Saturday, I kept going to Palace. So <laughs> the one time, I'm downtown Guelph, and this cop sees me. I get into a fight. No one to police now. <laughs> so I get into a fight, and uh, the cop starts, uh, I, cop lights come on or whatever. I'm holding mine and my ex's shawarma, because the fight's already done. So I'm eating a shawarma, and I'm holding hers, walking down the street. And this cop pulls over, and he's like, what's your name? I'm like, Mike. He's like, Mike what? I'm like, Lowry. <laughs> he's like, oh, is it? Good alias. He's like, oh, is it? It is my, it's my alias on my criminal record is Michael Lowry. <laughs> so I'm like, Mike Lowry. And he's like, oh, is it? He's like, because you look like Dylan Green. And I'm like, no, I've never heard of him. He's like, I'm going to ask you three questions. And I'm like, okay. He's like, what's your name? I'm like, Dylan Green. He's like, are you allowed in the city of Guelph? I'm like, no. He's like, are you allowed drinking? I'm like, no. He's like, you got two minutes to get the fuck out of my face and out of this city. Oh, nice I was cop. like, I was like, can I give you a hug? He's like, 159. 
150. That's a nice cop, man. Oh, yeah. He's that was some slack, He caught me some huge. That would have been, like, four breaches. Like, oh, yeah. I would have got, like, 90 days for that. Yeah, yeah. Holy and they would have investigated and found out that I was the person in the fight. Yeah. I had my more. ex with me and a friend, and I was holding two shawarmas, so he didn't think I was the fighter. I had no blood on me. I had yeah, nothing. Yeah. So... They would have arrested me, investigated, found well, it would have been a shit show, and this cop just let me go. So, if that cop ever hears this, thanks, man. Was your law <laughs> now? You're going through all this shit, and you're getting, you know, you're in a revolving door now, in and out of court. <clears throat> oh yeah, you have a court good lawyer, in Guelph and Cambridge. You got a good lawyer? Or is uh, it like a court appointed? Yeah. The, well, the cool thing is, is I'm going to school to be a paralegal. Yeah. yeah. Um, because uh, so my aunt owns, uh, or she's a partner a name partner for a family law firm mm -hmm. and um we have a, a family friend um who's very well known in kitchener for mm -hmm. uh for being a lawyer and i always used one of his uh one of either him if it was a big case like i got i had a couple like firearms yeah. cases and stuff like that but for fighting um i'd use like one of his uh, like the guys under him and mm -hmm. I ended up being roommates with one of them actually and uh, this was this past summer and um, he'd br he'd bring me to the courthouse and he was introducing me to people teaching me how to um, set court dates for people I'd go down to the box where I used to be on the other side mm -hmm. and I'd talk and be like hey Adam couldn't make it I'm here for Adam <laughs> this is your court date and like I remember being on that side like just kept me the fuck out of here yeah yeah so it's like now I'm on the other side of the glass so yeah, you can and you can relate to that what that guy's feeling that you have that uh... that's why I want to do the the paralegal thing because uh in ontario the the role they rolled out like a experiment it's only in ontario paralegals can do there's barrister law and solicitor mm -hmm. law i'm not going to get into all that but yeah, yeah. if anyone that knows um paralegals can do most barrister law yes can't do any solicitor law only in ontario so i can defend once i get my certificate people that are looking at six months and under so okay. i want to start defending um Y.O. offenders, young offenders, yep. people that are under 18, because, well, for one, I can talk to them and be like, hey, I've been there, you know, I've been in jail, I've been in fights, I've been through the wars, I've been through all the stuff at home you've gone through, mm -hmm. and on top of that, their parents float the bill, so I can make money, yeah, yeah. and I can help them. You're using so. your life experience in a positive way, as yeah. opposed to what you were doing before, and, and so you, you, you've been to jail, what was the longest stretch that you did do? Uh, I don't, like I don't really like talking about okay. that stuff too much, but um, the longest stretch I wouldn't really say. It's more of like I think jail's more of like the mind, so it's mm -hmm. not really the time because I've only done like Mickey Mouse time, little time here and there. Yeah, yeah, but the the um, feeling of being incarcerated. But it's a... like even if you just do three weeks, man, like that is is hell. It's like, mentally it, taxing, especially because so like when you go to. Uh, Maplehurst, which is the only place that I've actually ever ended up being, um, like, that's hell. Like, I have friends that have done pen time that are like, I'm so happy I went to the pen. So if you're looking at two years plus a day or two years less a day, take the pen time because Maplehurst is, it, it's everybody put together. 
Yeah, like you're in there with every All different single level. person. You're not you're in, in with the with same maximum, level. Maximum, minimum, medium. You're in there with murderers. You're okay. in there with Savages. guys that stole chocolate bars. You're in there with. Do you like? Yeah, yeah. I remember being in there, and I know it sounds bad, but we we bullied this like 50 year old man into putting money into a bank account. He was in there for his first DUI. Yeah. Never been to jail. We found out he had money, and we're like, listen, you're gonna put money in this account, or we're gonna punch you out every time you come out of your cell in the morning. Yep. I mean. That's the fucking so, like that, that's the that's game. How it that's is. the jail where the, the this dude was murdered like like fuck maybe like two years ago and the, the kid who was in there he was in there for like f- some like fraud charges but he ended up getting bunked up with this like savage dude and the guy just fucking beat his beat his brains out. Well, I got a buddy who um, I was actually going to bring or or try and get him out to bring if I could bring him. Uh, Darren, one of my really good friends, the guys I'm. Beast. Um, he just started, just now started Muay Thai. The guy's like 250, monster. Big he's, boy. Yeah, just in and out of jail. The guy's a savage. And um, he's actually got a jail fight on YouTube. I can show you guys after. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, <laughs> so what happened was he got arrested. And um, while he was in jail, he got into this fight and broke this guy's jaw and got, it's called street charge. So he got another charge while he was in jail, but it was a street charge. So he had to do more time in jail. Well, his original charges, which he would have been guilty for, the cop got busted with child porn. I don't know if you guys heard about that about two years ago. This cop got busted with a bunch of child porn. So all of the cases that he was dealing with had to get dropped. Because how can he go in front of a judge? He's corrupt. Exactly. Yeah. So my buddy Darren's like, I fucking got arrested. I could have been out, but I broke this freaking guy's jaw, and now I'm stuck in here for another 16 months. Oh man, yeah, that's a pain in the ass. An extra? I think it was 16 months extra. I gotta ask him. But he may have been back but in for doing uh, other shit. He's if he was got a out, long. He's, he's got a long record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a beast. <laughs> I got a couple, couple friends like that. I, like I, I asked the uh, Tyler. I was like, so do I bring like a buddy? Do I bring like a crew? Like I was gonna roll in here with like a crew of dudes and like <laughs> you know I was thinking like Hot ninety seven. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The rappers when they do the radio shows. We're I was like entourage. I was, I was yeah. I was We're gonna bring in a bunch of big, huge, tatted up like guys and have this place full. And then I was like, We're lukewarm ninety seven over yeah, here. And then, I, and then I talked to Tyler and I was like, Oh, okay, it's not like that. So. I'll just go and chill out because, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, Fifty Cent got stabbed up at a radio show. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, the game in the game. Yeah, well, there's a like, shooting. Yeah, yeah. and then no, no well, one's coming at us yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. It's fight stories. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone might be like, Oh, I hear Dylan's on fight stories. It's my time to go get him back for the little shit what he did to me when he was younger. It's you just know? the second season. <laughs> Not enough people are hearing it yet. <laughs> so. Season four might get a little dicey. Eh? Get, get some, you'll be working security for us <laughs> all the tough guys that did the first two seasons will be, uh, be working with us oh that's so funny man yeah that's great imagine that's... having a fight stories party and it just turns into a big brawl uh, of course it would it, w- it wouldn't oh, no, I don't think it would. wouldn't man no everyone's chill fighters now. don't fight that's yeah. each other it's the idiots that start fights that's true you get a bunch of actual what I realize and it's saying I have is real recognize real yeah that's so, true and when real recognize real we give each other that couple feet you know what I mean? Like, if I recognize you're a real guy that's going to throw a punch, I'm not going to get up in your space. Yeah. And so when you get a bunch of those guys together, they're going to be all cool with each other. Yeah, yeah. It's when you throw a douchebag into the mix. And, and like, <laughs> let's say, like, you're the tough guy in your group of friends, and there's a tough guy in another group of friends, and then you got the little weasel mouthpieces started all up. 
you guys end up fighting, end fighting. And you know that, like, in another time and place, we'd probably be buddies. Well, well I've fought be the most of my friends. I've, <laughs> I have fought most of my friends before I was friends with them. Yeah. And we ended up being buddies. Because it was a respect. Because it was a respect thing. It was yeah. like, you know, my one friend was arguing with your friend, and we had to end up scrapping. It was a good scrap, and now we're friends, and we all talk to the two losers that started the fight. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I got one funny story, though. Um, my buddy, he was uh, the one that actually elbowed the kid at the bush party. <laughs> he was a really good scrapper, but he uh, we were at a house party, and he went out back. Uh, this guy called him out, and he went out back, and the guy did one of those like karate stances. <laughs> and yeah. I'm still in the, in the party because I'm like, oh, I'm not worried about him. He's gonna go. My boy's gonna go punch this guy out. You don't even have to he watch. He comes inside and goes, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, I need you out here. <laughs> I go see. I look outside. Buddy's in like some real like Mr. Miyagi stance. <laughs> I walk up. I gave him one right hook, and he just dropped. <laughs> the kid had no training. He's never fought in his life. I could tell. And like, but it was just people that don't. Don't know they're intimidated. He got in that stance, and he's like, "Cause tr- my friend knows." You can fake a stance. My friend knows my background of my training, yeah. and he's seen some of my friends that look not so tough, and they're like tough motherfuckers. Yeah, and he sees this guy getting this stance. And he doesn't look intimidating. He doesn't look intimidating. So he, my friends like put the doubt in his mind. Yeah, right? so he's like, "I'm gonna run inside and get Dylan double check this one." <laughs> <laughs> That's so, funny. We need. Like, a, is this a counterfeit stance? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, time out. Uh, let's bring in the expert to review this play. <laughs> As you can see, his stance is uh, a little to the left That's and uh, unorthodox. <clears throat> I just picture you coming out and be like. Oh no, that's not a real stance. Go, go to town. <laughs> I just go beat right his hook. Ass. Yeah, oh, I just threw one yeah. punch and dropped him. <laughs> yeah, like I, I could tell right away by like the punch, like the stance was like literally like I, I wish this was like on TV. It was like this, like. Yeah, it, like he's going to shoot a fireball yeah, in a video exactly. game. Dragon Ball Z. It was like he was ready to like shoot a ball out of his arms. I was like, no, nah, this, this guy's not for real. That's hilarious. And so as you move along here, you get a little bit older. You start uh, hanging out with some like bikers and stuff. Is that? Uh, uh, yeah. Like I, like, so my mom uh, actually got a boyfriend who uh, like who ended up getting a Harley and I ended up getting a Harley and. You know, we hung out with uh, some like we hung out with some pretty badass dudes, and, and when I say badass, I don't mean like anything well, yeah. like criminal wise. I just mean like stand up guys, like this, not the sons of anarchy bikers, not the weekend riders, like some real like yeah. some real motherfuckers. And they, uh, you know, they taught me a lot. And these guys are the ones that uh, I think are they've taught me the principles of who I am now mm-hmm. as before I was a little shithead and fought everybody and would always bar fight they always told me don't fight at bars wait get a plan deal with it that, like deal with it later you know like revenge is dish best served cold yeah. don't th- throw a punch at this guy's face when you can get him another way if it's that serious of a problem mm-hmm. and if it's not why risk going to jail yeah you know and they started teaching me that stuff and uh, the one thing I got told too um, which I'll never forget uh, I was sitting in, in the garage with one of the guys and he was like someone that's solid isn't someone that sells drugs or has guns or that even fights someone that's solid <laughs> is someone that when they say they're gonna do something they do it Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. So if you're going to say you're going to punch that guy out, you better go punch that guy out. But also, if you say you're going to go help your friend move on Saturday, you better go help your friend yeah, move yeah. on Saturday. It's just that's a, what a stand-up guy is. Yeah, it's a world of principle and yeah. staying behind your words. Yeah, that's that makes and lots then, of sense. Uh, yeah, so uh, 
that that I got taught a lot of stuff through them and uh those guys like I'll tell you is they have a real bad rap with uh like with society and stuff of saying oh they're a criminal organization and all this stuff and my response to that is uh, like do all priests touch kids or is it just a couple do mm-hmm. all football players hit their wives or is it just a couple you know it, it, more than is, a couple but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like you yeah, know what I mean it's I like it's a group of people and yeah there's a couple guys that do a couple things that that's that's how what they do and but any large number the, of people there's going to be people that do certain outside things. of yes and, and it's not it's not a necessary requirement like the law is trying to make it look like mm-hmm. and um, you know to me being around it um, it's just it, it's the most respectable stand-up people I ever met. I never had to see one of them get into a bar fight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you just know. You just know not to mess with those Don't guys. Don't fuck around. Because and- they just have that. There's a big enough group of them. But the thing is, is usually when you're at a – when you go with a group of people, say you're with 10 people, usually only two of them are fighters. Mm-hmm. You know with that group, all 10 of them are thrown down. Yeah. So you just don't want to mess with yeah, them. Yeah. And it's a pack mentality too. There's no one-on-one fighting with that. They're not trying to be like they they always tell me, Dylan, the same thing UFC. If someone screws with you, you prove a point. So we're not trying to be one-on-one UFC fighters. Yeah, it's you not mess a contest with us, to All them. ten of us are going to start jumping in and kicking you in the it's head. It's not a contest to them. It's about yeah. sending a message. Or- and that's that lifestyle. And mm-hmm. that um, I ended up actually hitting a deer on uh, Highway 8 in Kitchener going oh, 140. Fuck. On a motorcycle? On, uh, my, on my Harley. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, this, this was like four years ago. You would have cut through that thing like a fucking buzz saw, yeah, I did. And then I went over the handlebars oh. and I didn't even get knocked unconscious. 140. Yeah, I didn't even get, uh, I didn't even get knocked unconscious. Conscious, I had to get up, and my oh bike my went to the God. left into the ditch, and I, like, walked, hobbled to the right, and then my adrenaline went, and I fell, and my hip was displaced and all this stuff, and I've Dude. never called 911 in my life, so at that point... I called my stepdad. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, I just hit a deer on the highway, and I ended up hitting mute on my phone. Oh, no. So, were you like how fucked up were you? You were just like oh, I was like, messed up. like a shell at that point. Yeah, yeah I yeah. was messed up. And um like I hit mute, so he's talking and he's like, Dylan, he's thinking I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Like cause mm-hmm. I just told him I hit a deer on the highway, mute. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So then he starts screaming and then eventually but at the end of the conversation he yells out, Call nine one one, call nine one if you can hear me. So I called nine one one, we got the ambulance out and stuff and Oh man. Yeah, I was in a neck brace for a little bit and like I it was yeah, I got put in like on a backboard when I went to the hospital and Did you get flipped off the road though, or were you still in the middle of the highway? On the middle of the highway. Oh my god. I had to get up and walk off or yeah, I yeah, pancake. We'll get hit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the, fucking scary. The doctor and cops were like, we don't know how you didn't die from the impact, and yeah. we don't know how you didn't get run over and turn into a pancake. She's driving a goddamn Harley Davidson. That's exactly. why it's built fucking tough. And I've been hitting the head so many times. But yeah, no, that so that put me for a little bit of a downward spiral. Yeah, and I'm coming out of that now. So uh, yeah, like that 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 was a rough. 
That was a rough time, man. Mm-hmm. That really, that was probably the, like the the darkest moments of my life happened after that. I mean, motorcycle accidents are fucking serious. Yeah, like anytime you get on a bike, up. you're you know throwing caution to the wind to a, to a large degree because it is much more dangerous. I mean, we were my wife and I before we were married, we were driving, and my brother is in the car too, and uh, it was an SUV, and we're turning left uh, on a like a yeah, this one lane uh, little highway. Mm-hmm. We're turning left, and this guy was on a motorcycle, and he was trying to pass us on the left. While oh. we were trying to turn, and he, you. he ran right into the back of the SUV, and the bike went flying so far into the ditch. And I was like, "Oh my god, someone's fucking dead!" I get on the phone, I call nine one one right away. I get out, I'm looking for him. I can't find this guy anywhere. I'm like, "How far did this guy get flung?" I look down; he's under the wheel of oh, the front shit. wheel of the SUV, and he's getting dragged. I'm like, "You got?" I'm like. You know, move the fucking tire. We got to get him out. My brother and I pull him out. This dude gets up on his own account because he's just so shocked with adrenaline. He gets up and he like hobbles around. He's like, don't call the cops. Don't call the cops. <laughs> Is he probably had no insurance. <laughs> no insurance, right? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I called 911. I thought we had a fucking death yeah. here. Like, I'm trying to save your life. Sure enough, the cops come. You can tell he's pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and he and was wrong. The thing, too, is like I uh, – was the people who are riding with they ride yeah yeah they don't you know they're not the Tim Hortons bikers like yeah yeah we're riding hard so uh they're not hanging out at A&W (laughs) (laughs) they don't just ride their bikes at Tim Hortons and all hang out and do a show and shine so we like it was my main thing of transportation I'd ride at any like given time I actually um in November there was a Christmas party the one time and they're like it's a motorcycle Christmas party like we need two bikes here Mm -hmm. like we need bikes here yeah yeah and I was the youngest one that was hanging out so they're like get your hanging around like that's your you're not like a member of no 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 yeah so um so but they're like get your bike here like we need a couple bikes here this is a like a motorcycle club christmas party mm-hmm. so i'm it's in november yeah i put on my canada goose jacket my vest over it a full <laughs> face helmet ride freezing cold to the party but then have the christmas party then i have to get my bike so the next day we left it because i was too hungover <laughs> day after i was still a little hungover and the guy calls me from the place that we rented and was like, you guys need to get your bikes out of here. I don't want to be responsible if someone knocks one of them over. So I went there. I didn't have a full face helmet. I tied a T-shirt around my face oh, man. in November Yeah, yeah. in just a jacket and rolled the bike to the, my closest <laughs> friend's garage and just put it in. Oh, man. But- yeah, those are. I got tons of funny stories for that too, but it's just a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole other <laughs> motorcycle <lifestyle>. stories. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do a different one. And the um, trying to think. Um, I was just gonna ask, are you gonna continue to ride a motorcycle? Oh fuck yeah! yeah? I, after nice. I hit the deer, um, my first question: my mom came in bawling, my stepdad was freaking out, one of my best friends that I was riding with that night came in all freaking out. My first question was. Is insurance going to cover this? <laughs> and uh, some of the guys I rode with ended up helping out, giving me parts. My stepdad really helped out and like stepped up and helped me get the bike back together. And I, and I still rode after the accident. But it was um, just uh, an issue with the painkillers. 
that mm-hmm. uh, so I had to get rid of the bike and um, you know now that I'm all fixed up and, and I'm all cleaned up from that uh, it's the second I can afford one you know I got a nice I'm driving a caddy right now so the next thing's a motorcycle and, nice and right that's on. ready to go yeah I, it's it's part of my life and it's part of my lifestyle and like I said th- some of the guys that I met while I was riding are the most stand-up guys that I have the most respect for and uh, you know when I was going through my tough shit they stood by me almost as long as my family did so and and my friends my age that I talked about all the fights with Mm -hmm. they were all gone within a month yeah you know so it it was it's something that I can't wait to get back on a bike I just it's something that I I think about every day like I talk Mm -hmm. her ear off she hates it because all I'm doing (laughs) is talking about bikes and all that so it, it's gonna be. It's yeah. a lifestyle, though. And, yeah, I'm and, not, and I, you get fully entrenched. I get in it. worried when I ride. When I was riding, like on country roads and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you ever see a deer sign, yeah, that means someone hit a deer. Okay, between I didn't know that. those two spots, okay. it doesn't mean it died, that right. It, it, uh, well, I don't know what happens. It just means that someone hit a deer between the, that the, that area. It has to be a certain kilometer apart. They so they take the middle and then they put a sign a certain feet down this way and a certain feet down that there's way. There's a higher probability the deer are going to be crossing. Yeah, it's not like I, I always thought it was like the government people that do like I don't know wildlife things and all that, but it's not because there was none on Highway Eight. I hit a deer. A week later, two deer signs are up. Ooh. So I called in and I the uh, the city and I was like, "There's two deer signs where I hit a deer." They're like, "Yeah, that's what happens. We put up deer signs so other people <laughs> watch out for deers and they don't end up like you." <laughs> that's pretty cool having your own signs, though. Eh? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I drive by them all the time. Drink a beer every time you see one. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I yeah, I, I can't remember if uh, this is valid or not, but I've driven up northern Ontario a few times and. Often you'll you'll get the moose yeah. signs, right? And I, I thought I recall someone telling me that if there's a sign in that stretch, and that means someone was actually killed in that stretch of highway. That could make sense. I don't know what the moose is because yeah. if you hit a moose, you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's probably just if anyone hits a moose, it's just the fact that if you hit a moose, you die. Yeah. So that's probably why they say it that way. Yeah. But I just know for around, or at least yeah. Kitchener, Waterloo, they put a sign. It's up. you hit it, they put a sign. So. Up reasonable <laughs> yeah and yeah. it's so nice that's how that is that's interesting yeah sometimes we learn things on the podcast too which is <laughs> <Yeah>. nice <laughs> it goes off tier and you just learn about other stuff so <clears throat> this is probably actually one of the one of the best ones i got into at, at the bar this guy i was going to the bathroom and uh there was a guy beside me and he was like i don't know man like at six eight at least and like just jacked and my buddy was in the bathroom with me and uh i look up and he's looking at me i'm like the fuck you looking at my friend's like no dylan no and i'm like what i like pull my zipper up i wait till he's done taking a piss he goes over to wash his hands i'm like you got a problem this guy's looking down at me like is this little shit serious like he's looking down at me and he's like are you serious I'm like, what? I gave him a punch, boom. And then he goes to grab me. I hit him off, like, probably, I knocked off, like, six nice shots. Yeah. But then he gets me in this headlock, and my friend goes out and grabs bouncers, and is like, he's going to kill him. He's going to kill him, because this guy just has, just so big. he's going to pop my head off like a dandelion. (laughs) So, so, uh, the, the bouncers finally break it up. 
we go walking out the front door and you know the railings like how they have lines at the clubs like yeah, yeah. Uh, the rails or whatever he's leaning over it still taller than me <laughs> didn't notice I walked by we looked his face was mangled I'm like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is the biggest guy I ever beat up <laughs> got, got him before he could get you <laughs> yeah eh? but when he had me in that headlock it's in trouble oh man but he didn't for some reason he didn't hit me when I was in the headlock I don't think he was a fighter I just yeah. think when you're that size you're not used to getting you're not used to getting called out yeah like, he was just a monster of a human and if he starts unleashing <laughs> like it's hard to account for that level of power though like <laughs> Yeah. That's like another whole other thing. You and know? he's like, like he like I was like 150 pounds. Like I'm five ten. Like yeah. he, he's like, what this little shit doing? He's not gonna do anything. Yeah, yeah. And then when I hit him, I think he got stunned for a second. And that's how I landed a couple more punches. And then he's like, all right, you little shit, put me in a little headlock. <laughs> but yeah, that was a funny one. <laughs> nice. What was your best one, Jakey? <clears throat> the only one like like there's definitely been a few but I was just thinking about this one just cause it was so stupid I got into a fight over in Calgary over a fucking lighter <laughs> it just goes to show you like ugh, not every fight I've been in was like a noble cause this is so dumb no no I, I look back and just I shudder like oh what a little degenerate piece of shit I was <laughs> this guy and uh, yeah I was, I was the asshole for sure I, I come outside of this bar and uh, I needed a, a lighter. And this guy, he was nice. He's like, oh, here, take my lighter. He was generous, gave me his lighter. It wasn't working, though. So, of course, me being like a little, you know, ingrate, ungrateful prick, I'm like, oh, your lighter doesn't work, you know? And then I threw it on the ground. He's like, <laughs> oh, well, oh, dude, yeah. why would you do that? You know, I want my lighter back. I'm like, it doesn't work. It's shit. And then I kicked it. <laughs> the fucking zone, hey, such a right? And then, I, and then I was beaking off some more, just being an idiot. And this guy was a bigger guy, and we start going at it. Well, I first, I grabbed him. Uh, I, for some reason, I didn't hit him first. I, I don't know. I was just being right. I think I was just trying to be cool because the girl I was with, right? And then once this, when this guy actually was like ready to go, it's I'm like, oh go. fuck! What? <laughs> I, it just, it just occurred to me like I literally just started a fight with a guy bigger than me over a fucking lighter, <laughs> and he was being generous. Anyway, so so then I did start to hit him, and then I, I ended up grabbing him, and then we we rolled. Uh, into traffic on Seventeenth on Avenue, and then it was broken up, and yeah, that's that's one that was coming to mind just because I was simultaneously like cringing at it, like <clears throat> ugh, yeah. Oh, this is see, you guys, when you talk about them, it brings yeah. some up for me. <laughs> so when uh, I was in high school, this kid came from Preston, and I'll even say his name, Jason, because he's a little shit. He comes <laughs> from Preston, and he goes, he goes around the high school. I want to fight the toughest guy here. So everyone starts coming up to me. He goes, this guy from Preston wants to fight you, and I'm like, for what? They're like, he wants to fight the toughest guy here, the toughest guy in the school. I'm like. How's that me? Like, I, 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 why do I have to fight this guy? Like, can't, can't someone else? Like, I don't want to fight. You know how much suspensions I've had this year? Yeah. And uh, they're like, well, like, he's saying he's going to be at the bus stop after school. And, he's like, he wants to fight you. He's asked around and he wants to scrap you. He wants to make a name for himself. Because I guess he was a tough guy in Preston. He came over to, I lived in, so Cambridge is Galt, Hespler and Preston. So he came to Galt where I was in school. And, like, any new person that comes to school you're a nobody when you're new right. so he's like i was the toughest badass in preston i want you know to deal with this 
So I go out and I'm like, okay, whatever, let's do this. And at this time, my mom's supply teaching at my school. Okay, <laughs> oh, so no. I go out and I start scrapping this guy. I get him into a clinch. I start kneeing him. I feel his legs go weak. So I mean to throw him onto the ground, but I threw him and he tripped over the curb and he got hit by a car. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the car would just that was just turning right from a stop sign. So it was only going not probably a lot of like speed, but 20 enough. or yeah. 30. But it hit him. And like he went over the car. And uh, oh, like, shit. The, oh, yeah. The, <laughs> so that's I, a fatality. All the, all, yeah. <laughs> Flawless. So all, like, the male teachers start running outside. I book it across to the convenience <laughs> store. I'm swearing, yelling over at the teachers, like, ah, I feel you, blah, blah, blah. Like, Dylan, come into the office. I'm like, ah, go fuck yourself. Blah. And then I guess they called my mom while I was fighting. And um, they were like, your son's, like, Dylan's outside fighting. Can you go break it up? She's like, isn't that what male teachers are for? She's like, I've seen him fight. I don't want it. Like, what What do you think I'm going to do? Go out there and yell stop and he's just going to stop in his tracks? And I was like, my mom held it down. Like, she didn't even That's come funny. outside. So, yeah, that, that was uh, pretty – for high school, like, when you're only 16 years old and you see someone get hit by a car. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that was, that's still talked about now. Like, I, uh, my little brother's 20 now and he's like, they were talking about that when I was in high school. Was like, like, a dude, they're always like, this dude got hit by a car one time and everyone thought it was exaggerated, but he, you're thrown he got into hit a by car. a car. But, like, oh. I, I meant, because I felt his knees buckle, so I was just kind of, when you're in the clinch, you kind of like, throw just him, off, roll to him off to the side. Yeah, yeah, like you're garbage. Yeah, yeah. exactly, but, like, he kind of did a little trip over and then the car just yeah and i was like oh. it was like a stumble i seen like oh, the second i seen him hit the car i was like oh shit yeah yeah, yeah i got a 20 day suspension for that one because only 20 days well, too they, eh? like now the, imagine that the principals found out he was walking around school trying to fight like rile up a fight so i uh yeah i kind of got away with that one there's also something so funny about getting in a fight and then like because that's like such a you know stand up thing to do is to fight someone one on one, but then also to like run away after you've won the fight, like because <laughs> like, like you go from being so brave to oh fuck, I better get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually jumped in the back of my friend's truck. He put the tunnel cover down, and we just took off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not getting charged. I'm not getting nothing. The adrenaline I'll rush. With, I'll deal with the suspension when my mom comes home and tells me how long it is. <laughs> the adrenaline rush of running away is almost as as rich yeah. as the one that you get in the fight you know yeah because like, if I, I was thinking if they get me into that office cops are coming and i'm getting arrested yeah so i was like i'm out of here man yeah, my mom sure. my mom was at work she'll come tell me how long suspension was and that's how we'll deal with this situation hilarious <laughs> so oh shit and I, I, I remember too I, another time i fought this uh i fought this wrestler uh, or no this uh football player and um he went to tackle me, and the same thing. I backed up, and I kneed him in the face, and he dropped and was knocked out. Cops showed up at my house, and this is when I found out about the consensual fight thing. The cops were asking my mom where I was, so she called me, put me on speaker. She's like, cops want to talk to you. So we're talking, 
And the cops were like, did you fight this guy? I'm like, blah, yeah, whatever. They're like, okay, he said you won. He said that you guys both went at it, but he wants to know and make sure that the problems are all done now. I'm like, yeah, man, it's all done and over with. My mom's like, charge him. I need, He needs to learn a lesson. He needs to go to jail. And the cops are like, man, we can't charge him. It was a consensual fight. And <laughs> right then, I was you like, learned that. boom, done. Anytime <laughs> I want to scrap, I just need to know it's consensual. Here's my business go. card. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine... Uh, Pulling, having like a, a briefcase of waivers, like f- for the opponent to to uh, sign a like briefcase you fight. of waivers. Yeah, yeah. yeah like here, just sign, before we go at it, just sign this. Yeah, yeah. sign this little piece of paper. My here. people will call your people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! I love that. That that kind of brings it all full circle, doesn't it? I think that's a, that's been a great episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're awesome. awesome guest. Thank you yeah, so man. much for being part of it. This is Dylan Green. Uh, I'm Tyler Morrison, Jake Leland. Guys, yeah, yeah. keep listening to fight stories keep uh, sharing it around uh tell everyone you know if you have a fight story we want to hear it you know you can check us out uh on uh, instagram uh at fight stories podcast uh on twitter at fight stories pod we're on facebook like us you know share all our shit around youtube subscribe to our youtube channel it's the rude dudes channel it has all the fight stories episodes going up there uh we're on patreon if you want to subscribe to our patreon become a, a patron of fight stories uh you're going to get a whole bunch of bonus content we have full episodes that aren't available to anyone else other than our subscribers on patreon you know as little as like you know I think it's two bucks a month or some shit like that. Like, you, you get all this bonus shit. You're going to get John Moses' albums, my albums. Uh, you can get uh, merchandise like our sick Fight Stories t-shirts, which you can also just buy from us. We're taking uh, pre-orders right now. Hit us up online. And you also get tickets to our live events. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of live events. If you want us to do a live event at your venue or your club, get in touch with us. You know how to hit us up. We're on everything. Fight Stories, baby. Fuck the arts. Support the fights. And if you can follow me on Instagram at uh, DG, the, the number six, and then the letters IX, and uh, my little brother who uh, is getting close to a million followers. Oh, yeah. Um, he's out in LA. So uh, at Brad Sousa with two A's at the end. That'd be great. Thanks, guys. And yeah, yeah. thanks for having me here. Hey, thanks for being here, man. This is great. Cheers. And 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 this is great.